Okay. Good morning. Don't know why we're the only one here today. <laughs> the people who are out there, where they're out at. Maybe I'm going to do it one more time. Well, that did, so, but I redid it, and it got me on, but so far nobody's there, unless they also lost people. I, I don't know if I was, I forgot to check to see if I was on that or not. Okay, well, good morning. We're in the middle of uh, the uh, a new sugya about servants, and there's two kind of servants. There's the one that's, here we go. Good morning, Michael. Thank you for showing up. I, I was afraid or something that we weren't connected, so... Okay. We're all good. We're all good. Okay. Okay. It's so interesting. You know, we, we dive and we also say those that are here and those that that are not here, but they're here. You know, that, there it refers to the souls that even though they're here, their souls of future generations are here. But I've come to learn when we're learning, like there are those that we're learning directly and then there are those that we uh, learn with through Zoom and then there are those that we learn, we learn with through the... Uh, uh, through the, um, uh, the the recording. Okay, so uh, we're talking about the two kinds of servants. There's the one that uh, was a crook, and he was sold as a servant because he had to pay his debts, and he didn't want to be a servant. And uh, this uh, service, he's got to, he, he, he stole from somebody. He took from people. He's got to pay that off. And he also has to figure out how to get back into society. And there's a whole set of rules, what we do to him. His, his ears didn't hear at Har Sinai. Didn't you hear what Hashem said? You're not supposed to steal? Wham, we jab his ear, right? And then we, uh, uh, and, and that part of that whole process uh, was to bring him back. Um, that's one kind of servant. Then there's another servant who's just a poor person, who's so totally poor that he has to sell his future wages. And uh, there, yesterday we learned that there are two different ways to view these two different types. One is that we learn one from the other, and they're pretty much identical. They have the same rules. The other is, no, they're totally different, and they have different rules. And so we're going in the middle of those two opinions about whether the one's called the mocher atzmo, the one that sells himself, and the other is the mocher bezdin, the one that's sold by the court. Um, so, okay, we're going to start... Uh, three lines from the bo- four lines from the bottom on 14b. So uh, my time at Tanakamba, the Omar Mocha Atzmo The whole the whole thing of these uh, these are called uh, they get their ears pierced if they sign up for a life. So uh, and that's the mark of slavery. What so what's the reason that the first opinion says that if he sells himself out of poverty uh, that he doesn't get his ear pierced? So the Gemara answers, since when the Torah says, Gabi Mokro Beisdin, where he's sold by the courts, for it says his master, um, he puts the owl through his ear. There must be a better way to say that. Uh, what? 
on all. Is that how I pronounce it? Or the I think we, we, we usually say they pierce their ears, but um, but we say osno shalo osno atzmo. His ear. So we're saying his ear excludes the other ear, meaning the ear of the person who uh, was just poor, uh, and he didn't have that hearing problem about Harsina. He knew that. Uh, so the truth is, it's a little more complicated. There's two versions of the Medrash, why his ear. One is because he was supposed to hear that uh, you're not supposed to steal. Obviously, he didn't get that message, so we got to whack his ear. The other is that he was supposed to hear that you're supposed to, I am the Lord your God, uh, you're supposed to serve Hashem, not an earthly master. And so according to, kind of, it fits very well that depending on how you learn what the reason for the ear is, then whether or not when he sells himself, if when he sells himself, it has to do with, well, he, he only pierced the ear because your ear didn't hear. He heard, he knew not to steal, he never stole. He just was poor. But if he heard that you're really not supposed to work for other people in that way because you're meant to serve Hashem directly, so uh, he needs to hear that too. But uh, so that he learns it though from a miyat in the Pasuk. It says his master does his ear, his ear, and not the other. So that's a good point. The Torah actually says something extra, it says only his ear. So ve'idach. So we're going to have fun with the edachs and the other opinion. Uh, in other words, this is something we're going to have to follow today. We're going to whack it out back and forth. And what is the other guy going to do with that pasuk? Why does it say his ear? Oh, he says, how do you know what ear? We need that as we turn to the top of today's page, 15. How do you know which ear? How do you know it's the right ear? It says over here the ear of a Nemer Laholanosen. It says over there in the ear. My Laholan, by it's by the Mitzora. Apparently, the, the Torah mentions the same word. And just like over there, it refers to the right ear. I think they dab the blood on the right ear. Um, yeah, that's what Rashi brings. Uh, just like over there, it's the right ear. Avkan, you mean. So actually, we learn now from the word, the ear. Um, to tell you which one. It's got to be the right one. Uh, and the other opinion, what's he, how is he going to know that? I, and I told you, we're going to be, this Edoch is the, eh, the other guy, how is he going to learn it? The answer is, it could have just used the word ear. Why does it say, ozna, his ear? That's a good point, that's extra. Ah, <laughs> what's the other guy going to say back? His ear and not her ear. Women don't get their ears pierced, right? Not the slavery ear, right? That's the, it says, uh, Ah, what's he going to do with that? How is he going to know that the, if, a, uh, if a woman uh, likes her master and wants to keep on working, how do we know she doesn't get her ear pierced? The Apostolic says that's the slave man, not the slave woman. Ah, that's a good point. Why doesn't he learn from there? Because uh, the, again, these edicts are like going back and forth. In order to sign up for a lifer, he has to do it while he's still a servant. He can't like uh, try to be free for a while and oh, you know what? This isn't working out. Let me go back. It's like a guy gets out of jail and all right, you don't want to go back. You know, they once you're out, you're out. But uh, while he's still there, then he can request to stay and then he can get it. But uh, but that's that's a special how he understood that from the pasuk uh, since it says. It says, the Eved says, he has to say it when he's in slavery, he wants to stay there. The Edech, uh, and um, you could try to say what the logic in that. I mean, why would you care if he wants to be a, no, the, 
specifically while he's an Evid if he asks, but okay. The Edek me Evid ha Evid, there's an extra hey. I, the Edek, what does he do with that? Evid ha Evid lo darshi. So uh, often it ends up being, do you darshan the hey, do you not darshan the hey, do you darshan the vav? It, it often will end up being, there's like a certain extra letter, and that ends up being the, diff- the main difference between the two. Okay, so now we have uh, my time at the Tanakhama, the Omer Mocha Atzim and Nikolo. So now we're going through the various dinim that we said were different between one and the other. So uh, we heard, we could, again, you could hear why one gets his ear pierced, especially, it, it really implies that that's a punishment, uh, that he's supposed to hear something, or you've got to whack his ear, but uh, uh, you, you could see why only one gets it and not the other. But what about the reward? We, especially the way I was explaining it yesterday, that, you know, he's going to be free now, and uh, he, uh, what's going to prevent him from going back to crime? You know, he took from others. He couldn't make a good living, and so he took from others. So we're going to send him back out, and he's not going to have any resources. So you would say, well, there's a mitzvah to uh, do Hanukkah. There's a mitzvah to give him a gift, to give him something to start off with. So that now that he goes out, there the master has to send him away, uh, should send him away with a gift, uh, with a what's called Hanukkah. With, it's, it's, it's a, uh, a little bit of money to, to start new. So the question is, does that by both cases? So the Tanakhama says, no, that's only by the one sold as a slave. But the regular person who just uh, hired himself out, he doesn't get a gift. He was never stealing anyway. So it was very good the way I was learning. If you're learning that, it's because he was stealing and you don't want him to steal. So you got to help him get a job. You give him a little capital. But the other guy would never had a stealing problem. So you don't have to give him any capital. <laughs> just doesn't sound fair, though. Like one gets the gift and one doesn't. But that's the, that's the way he learned. So Tanakamid Omar Mokharatami Nikolo, well, how does he know it? The answer is me at Rahmani Game Mokro Basin. It specifically says over there, Hanik Tanaki will surely gift him. Lo Valola Mokharatsmo. He gets gifted and not the guy that did it to himself. This guy did it to himself. You don't have to give him a gift. The other guy, he got bad luck. He he, he got a bad habit and, and uh he, he didn't uh, he did never signed up to be a slave and uh uh, so uh, there, there's a concept of giving him a gift. The Edach and uh, the other one, how does, um, how, what does he do with that Pasuk? Me boy lay low, That you only got to give him, but if he dies, you don't have to give the heirs. Rashi, Avalo, um, I just saw that Rashi. Valoli Yarshav, there it is. Im lo hisvichla nicho achiyamos. If you didn't get, if you, he, he earned it, he worked his full term. And he got his freedom, but somehow you didn't get a chance to put the gift together. And then meanwhile, what a shame, you know, he finally gets his freedom and then he dies before he gets to enjoy it. You know, it's like the, uh, uh, maybe it wasn't meant to be, right? But the question is, his heirs now want the gift. So, uh, so we learn out you're obligated to give him and not the heirs. So the Gemara says, well, why not? You're Shiva Milo. Sacher Kori Rachmana. He's similar to a worker. My Sacher, just like a worker, Pulasu Yoshev. Uh, whatever, if you owe the worker wages and he dies, then it goes to the estate. So he too, his, his, he earned it fair and square. This is his, this is his what do they call that? There's um, um, a name for a gift. Severance. severance, yeah. So his severance should go to his heirs. You, get, you don't get severance when you die, though. No. He will, you get severance. <laughs> 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 right, but that would be, that's, 
that's a different kind of severance. <laughs> That's this question. This, it seems like he earned it almost, and therefore, since he earned it, if he died, it should go to his heirs. Like it's a, uh, he, he's, he's sent away. That's, that seems to be the question. He called it a pension. Yeah, if you call it a pension, then... That is a better word. So, Ella, so the question is, why wouldn't the heirs get it? Uh, and so that you're right, they should get it. Question is this. This guy um, uh, who sold himself as a slave, he owed all kinds of money to all kinds of people. And if you're going to uh, give him a gift... So guess what? The IRS is going to take it. The other people, everybody's going to grab that from him. Uh, he's not going to see any of that. Right. So we had two opinions. If the slave who sells himself, or even the slave who is a robber, he also has people that are coming after him. So uh, we learn off that you give it to him, but you don't give it to the uh, one who he uh, owes his money from. So lova lova, the marsimisvirlan bialma, now, why would you think you give it to his creditors? Because usually that's the way it works. Usually the creditors, if somebody owes money and you owe them money, you can skip instead of paying him. They can, they can garnish the wages and go straight to the creditors. That's Reb Nussin's teaching. If you owe a guy a mana, and he owes somebody a mana, you can collect straight from that person. So, um, there, uh, the, you would have thought in this case where you're giving him the gift, uh, you're giving him the pension, you might as well just give it to his creditors. That's why it says him, specifically here, uh, we're trying to give him a new chance. You give it to him and not to his creditors. Ah, that's a good thing. And how does the other opinion know that? So the answer is he doesn't have to agree to that concept. Not everybody agrees that you could do that. Meaning that somebody owes someone else money. Maybe that's his problem. I, he can't, I'm not going to deal with his creditors. I'll give him the money and let him deal with his creditors. Or no, his creditors can come to me as long as they can prove it's a legitimate loan and come straight to me. So the truth is there are different opinions about that. My time of time. Next. My time of time According to that view, the first view that said that when you buy a servant, one of the benefits is, is a stud. They can, especially you have a nice, intelligent uh, Jewish servant, or he should have been intelligent, but uh, so he'll create very good uh, service slaves for you, that uh, white-collar slaves, you know, that you could put to work. Uh, and so you can have him do this stud thing. So uh, that's the rule when the, uh, why would you say you can't do that if he sold himself? My time, uh, uh, the, who says, So the answer is, and the Torah excludes him from it because it says, Only to him, to the servant who stole, uh, he acted like an animal. He doesn't recognize, part, part of being human is that you recognize there's other humans and uh, you're not entitled to everything. Animals don't know that. They, won't, they don't distinguish between, uh, so he acted like an animal and so we're almost treating him like a stud, that he's like a, <clears throat> but that's the one that stole, not the one that's poor. The Ida, how is he going to know? Lo, uh, Balkorko. He uses it to tell you 
that uh, what if he's not in the mood to be a stud? Uh, we don't ask him. Uh, it's against his will. In other words, it's not a choice. It's not, a, it's not optional. Oh, do you feel like uh, taking a uh, maid? No. That's, uh, you sold, he, he, he was sold as a slave. You're allowed to use them uh, to, uh, to work at night. How does he know that? Uh, the answer is, uh, He learns out from there that uh, we compare the two um, uh, that, uh, that uh, it can be done against his will. The Tanya. A regular worker, he only works by day. You hire a worker, you're only entitled to, you can't work him day and night, only by day. <coughs> but a, a Hebrew servant, he's got to work day and night. So the Morris says, Now, if you're working day and night, I mean, that's real slavery. So, but didn't the Torah say, that you have to give a Jewish servant good working conditions. He's got to have it good. He gets the same food you get. And you're a wealthy guy. If you have wine, he gets wine. And uh, he says, uh, so what does it mean he works at night? Really, he does have it good. And really, he gets good food, he gets good drink, everything is good. But why do, what does it mean over here that he works at night? The answer is, even though he's got it good at night, he's got to uh, be a stud. He's got to, he's got to father children from the shifcha. The idah, what does he do with that pasuk? That's work. Yeah, that's work. That's right. That's considered work. Right? He's procreating for. Can't go to sleep. He's tired. He has, he's got to. He's got to procreate whether he wants to or not. Yeah. We should all have those problems right here. Yeah, so the Mura says, Ime some if over there, I would have said, Haba mina hanimimi daito. It's true that uh, you're allowed to give him that work, but I would have thought that he can vote on it. He can decide, you know, does he in that line of work or not? But if what if he says he can't handle it? No, it's, it, you can force him. Kamash Balon, Ella, man tanadilo yav sacher sacher. And who... So, okay, fine, that's, so... That's as if, though, he's got, like, a whole bunch of women slaves, right? Mm-hmm. Right, if he doesn't have them, then he can't give them to... Right, 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 right. right. I guess, the, right. That's so, right. for the cows, it's 30 cows for one bull, and that keeps that bull busy. That would be every single day. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a different portion, no, probably. He, he, he's, he's married to the shifter, right? It's one sure. shifter. He's, um, not, he's not... He's um, not... How do you know that? Not necessarily. Wait, so as a slave, he could, he could do, he, he, there's no limit, there's no lobs as far as... Correct, correct. There's a question whether a Kohen could be a slave. Because of that very thing, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, we're, we're having a discussion, I believe it, whether or not he can be given multiple uh, maidservants, or is there a concept of having a designated one? You know, like, uh, um, or maybe, you know, maybe ethically we would try to have a designated one, but I don't know. So, um, uh, but now the more just wants to go back to something we mentioned, and that is there are these two kinds of servants. 
Um, since yesterday, I've been using the word servant rather than slave. One of the people I listened to was rather insistent that if you call it a slave, then it, it, people see it differently if you call it a slave than if you call it a servant. It's really, um, it's a combination of the two words, really. It's more than a servant, but less than a slave. Like the, we just said, it, it, it's, it, he has it good. You can't mistreat him. You've got to, he has rights. Uh, slaves don't have any rights, uh, but uh, uh, on the other hand, he's uh, he's your property. You know, you can you can work him in any way you want. So the Morris says that. So why would we not compare the two? What's the difference? How he got there? Whether he sold himself, he got himself into that trouble, or or Bazdin sold him. Why why should there be a difference? So uh, it depends on whether you learn out one from the other. So who's the one who says you don't learn out one? Of them? And the Morris says, "Hi Tanya, it's the following Tanya, Vishav al Mishpachto." Um, it says that he goes home. Omar of Lazar, that's talking about at the end of his term. So Omar of Lazar ben Yaakov, who's the Pusik speaking about? Uh, if we're talking about where he stole himself, it already said. Yeah, the, the um, Rashi just quotes the Pusik. At the Yovel, he goes out. So, so it, what if he's a lifetimer? So we're talking about the morning, the three different types. There's the one that sells himself. Uh, there's the one that's sold by the court. Uh, and then there's the one um, that signed up for a life term and says they like it there and they get their ear pierced. So, Iba Mokar Atzmo, if we're talking about uh, the one who sold himself, we already said that. Iba Nirza, if we're talking about the one that got his ear pierced, that also Pasuk said that. Ha'ena Kasim it's extra, it's telling Iba Mokar based in. Um, uh, that uh, even if he was just sold for two or three years before the Yovel, so you might have said he didn't work a full term, but uh, uh, it's a good time to be sold. If he gets sold before the Jubilee year, then everybody gets their freedom. The Yovel takes him out. And if, anyways, we learn out one kind from the other, Lamali, uh, why would we um, need a special limit one for the other where it's automatically the same? We should learn from there. So why do, we, why do we, from the fact that there's a limit for each one, that tells you that, um, uh, that if you're learning from each one, that tells you they're a separate category, and we don't learn one from the other. Really, is it is it Skar Sakhir, or they're both, they're both valid the same? I think, I think it's Sakhir Sakhir. Is it Skar it's Sakhar Sakhar. Thank you. So, uh, this is all so one partial, right? I think so. This is all one partial. Is yeah. it? I think so. So, so the Gemara is actually mixing and matching. It's in a, like, you know, one Pasuk is going for Mekor Zatzma. Right, one, that's one right. One Pasuk is going mm-hmm. for Mekor Bezden. Right, right. And Nirza. Right, and that's right. So, it's all jumbled together in the Parsha. Correct. Yeah. Wow. All the Lamudim are jumbled together, yeah. Wow. Uh, and it's needed. So I would have thought. So our question is, if you learn automatically from that they're connected, that they're, once they're a slave, they have the rules of a, a slave, so why would we need to learn um, uh, uh, a special limit for both? So the Lamora tells you, I'll tell you why. It's true, it's needed. So I would have thought, there he goes free because he didn't do anything wrong. He's a poor person. We want to give him a chance. based in. But the guy that's sold by the court, the Surah, he did something wrong. Hey, say, why should we let him out at the Jubilee? So, Mashvillah, that we do. 
Now we go back. So we said, if we're talking about the servant that got the ear pierced, it already said, where does it say that? And each man goes back to his inheritance. The Ishal Mishpachto into his family. What are we speaking? If we're referring to the one that sold himself, we already said that. We already said that. So from the, the repeat in the verses, it's coming to include that even the one that signed up for life, if he, if he works out that the Jubilee year, the Yovel, is right after that, he goes free. Even even two or three years, the Yovel goes out. Um, there is a, uh, by the way, the, the Yovel is when they blow the chauffeur uh, for the freedom. Uh, we, the chauffeur on Rosh Hashanah is connected to that, by the way. That Rosh Hashanah is also, a, the blowing of the chauffeur is like a person gets a new start. Just like the Yovel uh, means that if a person who got himself into a big mess <coughs> And is 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 got to work off the slavery, and life is really bad. And all of a sudden, the chauffeur means, okay, now you get to start all over again. You get a new start. You're recreated. So there is a big symbolism. Um, you almost wouldn't expect it because the the yovel, the chauffeur, doesn't seem to have the same. We learn that like the words trua, they come from the uh, the parsha of the yovel. Okay, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Can the nirtza go around another another? Another period, another yovel or something. That's a good point. In other words, once he gets freed, can he say, well, I don't want to be freed anyways. It sounds like he's freed against his will. <laughs> Get out of here. He has a lot of room on his ear yet. <laughs> that's right. Can, you want to know, can he be pierced twice? That's what Dariyahu is. You know, can you, you know there's, there's room for two holes over there. Okay, that's a good question. It doesn't sound like he can sign up for another term. So, my mash, but how do we learn this? That's Omar Abashil, Omar Kra, Ish. It says a man, which thing is it that only the male servant gets and not the female? That's the ear person. And it's needed to be written by the one that was sold by the courts. And it needs to be written by the one uh, that's uh, signed up for the life term and gets his ear pierced. Why? If you said that the mochur basin goes out, I would have said, it, it, he, he, you would have thought he can't go out because. He didn't serve a full term. But the one that had his ears pierced, he's doing extra to Mate Zimna. He, did, he worked way, way beyond what he was required. Amen. Uh, so I would have thought um, uh, that we um, maybe we give him a penalty. I would have said. Uh, I mean, he, he, he wants to, um, see if there's a Rashi on this. Yeah, there, here's Rashi Lickness say, we should penalty. I would have said, you know, he wasn't supposed to do this. He was supposed to be free. And so freedom is for people who know how to treasure freedom. But since he signed up for a life term, maybe he doesn't. We don't give him that opportunity to experience freedom. Um, so that, that's the way. So I would have thought the Nirza, uh, that he worked his term, but he signed up already for more. So I would have said maybe we keep him there forever. He gets his wishes. If we said he goes out, I would have said at the end of the day 
he did his full term. Aval Mokra based in, but if he sold by the courts, Avaloshe, he didn't work his full six years. They Amalo, maybe not, so therefore Srika. And you need to write that he goes back uh, and on the jubilee year. If we said only the word, the question now is how do we, that he uses two different terms for the jubilee. So if it just said he goes back forever, I would have said um, I would have thought that uh, he's a slave forever. In other words, it says that he'll be a slave forever. We understand it, that a yovel is forever. Every 50 years is forever. That's a long time. You know, 10 years, 20 years. 50 years is a long time. So if it had just said that, uh, um, uh, that he's going to be a slave forever, I would have said, well, forever is a pretty long time. Lola mamish, that forever is forever. That No, that forever means just the yovel. Because he goes back, I would have said, that's only if he did the minimum. At least he worked six years. Um, but if he did already uh, the six years, uh, I would say the end shouldn't be worse than the beginning. Maybe he has to work at least six. That ever, forever means yovel, and once he reaches yovel, he goes out. And who's the one who doesn't learn Sacher Sacher? Who is that? That's Rabbi Hidatanya as we turn the page. It says... Sacher is not the same Pasuk. It's two different Pesukim. Is it two Pesukim? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's the same word, though, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's separate. Um, where are they? Where are the Pesukim? Which Parsha is it? It's, they're both here. Um, it's... Mispar Hashanim Timei Sacher Yidya Imam. Mm-hmm. And then the second is that Mishpatim, by the way? This is Bahar. That was Bahar, okay. And the second one is Kitzchir Shana Bashana. Okay, so it's Kitzchir and Sachir Skir, I think. Sachir Skir, haha. Okay. So, and who's the one who doesn't learn as we turn the page? Because it says like this: the Im Lo Yigo Ba'ela, and if he doesn't go out, um, here we're talking about somebody who's sold to a pagan, and. Uh, we want to try to get him out because he can't do the mitzvahs uh, being in a non-Jew. He doesn't keep kosher. And, uh, um, and there, there's a mitzvah to try to redeem him. He, he wasn't supposed to, uh, you know, the, sometimes there's no choice. That, that you, they're sold to the highest bidder. So, and if he didn't go out in this. So, um, uh, these, this is referencing if a relative bought his freedom or if this master bought him back. So, Rabbi Omer, he, he's uh, redeemed, he can be redeemed, but he doesn't go out for, uh, in six years. Sheyochel, I would have said, If somebody doesn't go out with these things, let's say, she goes out with six years, if a person is sold to a non-Jew and everybody has a mitzvah to save him, certainly he'd go out in six years. He doesn't go out in the six years. If all of these are the same, uh, my Komar, what do we mean he does? They, all slaves would go out in the six years. If somebody, there's no mitzvah to redeem him, uh, we should learn out one from the other that he goes out. We do learn out. That specifically this one who sold to a non-Jew, there's a mitzvah to save him. And who's the one who argues on Rebbe? It seems to be a question whether 
um, uh, they all go free or not in the Jubilee year. That's Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Kiva. And let's take a look at that argument. Detanya. Lo yigo be'ela. You don't go out with this. Rabbi Yosef Lila Omar says, be'ela l'shikru. The, um, the, uh, these get, get freed. Bashar ko'odam l'shivut. But everybody else, um, the question here is the following. <coughs> if they are freed or they're redeemed, do they have to work for the person who redeems them? Meaning if the relative does, it's not right, we don't want him working for the non-Jew. So we, uh, there's a mitzvah to redeem him. So does that mean now he works for you? Or does that mean um, uh, he's free? So that, that's, that's the, uh, so it, because of the wording of the Pasuk, we're trying to say maybe it depends. Uh, these ones, the ones that are, um, uh, that uh, through no fault of their own, let's say, that are sold to the non-Jew, the, uh, if the, rel- the ones that the relatives buy, they're totally free. If anybody else uh, buys their freedom, they've got to work for them. Rabbi Kiva says, no. He, he says, um, uh, no, even the relatives, they've got to work for them. If somebody else does it, he says the opposite, then they're free. So we're seeing a debate when the, uh, they're sold to a non-Jew and there's a mitzvah to redeem them, uh, are the, do they got to work or not, and does it depend on who redeems them? My time at Rio what's his reason? He's not redeemed by them, uh, but he goes out by somebody else. <coughs> That's when he goes out. Rabbi Kiva says, He goes out on the Yovel. Rabbi Yossi Glili, Midi Ela it only doesn't mention going out by Yovel, it only mentions that he goes out in this way. So, and, so then what's the argument? Baha'i this is what they're arguing. It says, O Dodo, O Ben Dodo, Yigoleno. It says, uh, his uncle or the son of his uncle, his cousin, somebody will redeem him. Zegulas Krovin. This refers to being redeemed by a relative. O Hesigoyad. Or he'll, he'll manage to save some money. Zegulas Atzmo. Then he buys himself back. Venigo Zegulas Acherim. And, uh, or he's redeemed. That means, no, some, enough fellow Jew buys him back. So there's three Three kinds of ways he can go out. A relative can buy him, he can buy him, or a non-relative can buy him. Rav Yossi, Aglili Savar, Mikran Nidish Lefanov. He says uh, the verse, um, again, the, and the verses are talking about multiple methods of redemption. And he says it goes forward. Shadi Gulis Krovim Agulis Atzmo. We compare the relatives to when he buys his freedom. My Gulis Atzmo is just like if he buys his own freedom, he's done. He doesn't have to work for anybody. Afgulas Krovim. Imagine if his, his uncle saves him and he says, phew, and then the uncle says, now get to work. You know, he didn't mean to. Uh, so he, he says, no, just like when he buys. That's right, yeah. Just like when you buy, a person buys their own freedom, uh, he's totally free. Also, when the relatives buy him, he's totally free. Kiva says, no. He says, you look at the next verse. Shadia, you compare the relatives to other people. Just like when you by yourself you get freed, so then you go free. Why does it say Ela? Ela had it not said that, I would have said It goes either way. And all servants are totally free. So then the Gemara says, So then what's the argument? So the Gemara said, They're arguing in the logic of this. He said, if other people buy him, it's logical that he should have to work for them. 
Uh, they're not doing him. They're not doing it out of love. I mean, there's a mitzvah. You shouldn't work for a goy. You'll work for a Jew. And it's they're they are using their hard-earned money. Because uh, if you're going to say that they uh, they have to free them, so there won't be any takers. It's one thing if you can buy him and put him to work for you. It's not a total loss. But if you have to buy him and let him go, so it'll be hard to find people that are willing to do that. So since we ultimately, our goal is to get him away from the, the pagan and to work for a Jew, so that's why uh, if, he, if a Jew redeems him, he's got to work for him. So it, it's interesting, but what's interesting is in the end, we're saying that it's an argument of logic. Almost every Pusik in the end goes down to a Pusik, and we're saying over here, it, it, we, we kedarsh the Psukim the way that makes the most sense. That's really what comes out. He says, no. He says that when the relatives redeem him, they can put him to work. Because if you're going to say that you have a mitzvah to redeem your relatives, why? Because they're your relatives. So you know what? Also, every day, every day they're going to sell themselves. You've got a rich relative, you're all set. I got Uncle So and so. He's got to redeem me. You know? So yeah, there, a person's going to always rely on that. So in order to take. You know, you're supposed to help your relatives, but you, it's not going to help them if they, you know, take advantage. So, uh, therefore, the relatives can put them to work. Uh, no, everybody gets freedom is freedom. Who is that? Rebbe, he uses it for something else. And the verse can be understood to refer to both kinds of servants. The one that's... Uh, um, uh, the one that sold himself and the one... Uh, here, actually, it's not talking about that. This is talking about whether it's redeemed by relatives or redeemed by others. What does he use that for? Especially if they all go out. He uses it for something else. We'll uh, get into that uh, tomorrow. So again, uh, we're darshaning the psukim here about the rules of the servants. Uh, it comes out as it's more complicated than you would have guessed. Most things are like that. You know, they're nuanced. You know, the, uh, but there's more than one kind of servant, and then there's a mitzvah to redeem them, but then, but then what? And so that is the question.